0: i have a glass of wine as well hello welcome back to the adventures of Gigi. i'm gareth
1: and i'm gio welcome back to the podcast you guys i know it's been a little bit but today we've got something fun something special
0: we have a guest and that is basia zamorska hello hello how are you?
2: Good. Absolutely wiped out, but lovely to see your smiling faces. How do we
0: pronounce your name?
2: Oh, it's Basha.
0: Basha. I've been saying yeah, sorry. Zip.
2: No, it's fine. Yeah, it's very sweet. Um, it's very courteous that you asked that because there's no way anyone would know that unless they knew a Polish person. And um it's because the um I uh, softens a hard consonant. Yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah consonant and um and it makes it into a sure sound. And it actually means Barbara, but my friends in school started calling me Basha when they heard my mum call it me at home. So it kind of stuck and it was my profession. I worked under that professionally I had to put it on my green card because I realized I was going to get into trouble with the immigration people. Because yeah. Half my docu... Yeah, anyway, that's how you pronounce my name. Okay. Um, thank you. Garrett knew. He he was
1: like, I wonder if she's Polish because of your last name. So yeah. that's good. I would have no idea, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, there's actually there's actually a, a singer called Basha and at the time when I was working with Mariah, she was um, kind of doing really well in... England. It's so not my cup of tea, her music, but I'm sure she's great at what she does. I'm just not interested. But I bumped into her. Me and Billy and Mariah were at Sony Studios. We were walking down the corridor and Mariah just went, Oh my God, it's the other Basha. And she goes, Basha, meet Basha. She goes, I've been dying to do that. <laughs> and uh, because I guess the other Basha was signed to uh, Sony. So she said to me, do you get sick of being asked if you've ever worked with me? And I said, yes, likewise. So anyway, um, so yeah, I can't, somebody called her music the wrong category, Um, some kind of, you know, space age, it's not, it's just soft pop, it's fine, Mm -hmm. but anyway um Have so that you pronounce my name but yeah so how are you both what are you what are you both up to today what what time frame are we working on here
0: well I I'm in London I'm yes it's 10 past four here now roughly yeah. and Gia I think you're the same time
1: I'm in Ann Arbor Michigan so I'm definitely the same time I'm oh, just taking oh. my dog out right now but I was oh, just in New York oh yes
2: Gareth said yes how uh, yeah. How did you have a nice time?
1: I really did. It was like my first time really being there. Like I've driven through the city once, but uh-huh. then this was my first time, like I went to like a Broadway show. I saw Wicked and Fantastic. Uh, I loved it.
2: Oh, I'm so glad. I'm glad you had a good time. I hate you're both feeling great.
0: Yes, we are now. We've managed to schedule this. How are you yeah. feeling?
2: I uh, uh it's good well I did actually get up specially for this I just listened I j- I'm so embarrassed to admit it but I just listened to the omnibus of the archers Do you, are you familiar with that I you haven't know. lived
0: what is it is it um... it's,
2: it's a it's a radio drama that that's been going on since the 50s and I've listened to it since I was a kid and I was so happy when we got internet in america and it made me feel just so joined with home it was a yeah. it was a really nice feeling but anyway so Did you say it was the omnibus of the archers yeah we call it the minibus of the archers which is a big joke it's basically um a program about the farm uh, farming communities and it was in the 50s for people that were uh, i can't believe i'm giving you a history lesson on on a fucking, Uh, radio show but it was for people who couldn't get newspapers or they didn't have a radio signal uh, for tv or I mean the proper tv signal and uh, they used to give out information on how to improve agricultural things but now it's dead modern it's got like addiction it's got two gay men in it and it's actually I love it it kind of I, I just check out for 15 minutes and listen to it every day but, um, and they talk about technology too, and music. One of my friends is a scriptwriter, and he really uh, is into my kind of music, so which ought to be Mariah, but um, I don't do that very often uh, for reasons that I <laughs> she said I don't do that very often. <laughs> I just don't. And, doing and, thing it a little is, less. and and you know what's so weird? I um have learned more about her music since having become acquainted with loads of fans and lambs. So um I mean I always knew she was talented. I mean, you know, one of my favorite anecdotes is, you know, her locking herself in a stall of some bathrooms in right before going on and her practicing her scales in the toilet. And me thinking nothing of it and then me going, oh, this is kind of quite a moment <laughs> because, <laughs> because not many people get to hear her practising her scales locked in a toilet. And I realised, I was like, wow. But anyway, so, yeah, I've actually got mm-hmm. to really realise which which songs I like. Uh, I don't know if you don't know if you guys don't know, but I don't actually work anymore because I'm partially disabled and I, I got a rare disease. God forbid I should get something normal. Um, so I, I survived leukemia and I have stiff person syndrome, which affects one in a million, but I'm managing it. It's fine. I just have to take medication and have intravenous um, treatment every two weeks, which when people ask me, It's kind of tiresome and I feel like oh I don't owe anyone an explanation. But I also understand that people sometimes say, Oh, would you work with Mariah again? I'm just like you couldn't pay me enough money to do to to be to style a a really high profile person again. I can't I have I have anxiety dreams about my job. Yesterday, one other lamb I don't think he knew there was there was one stylist who sadly took her own life and she's never spoken about but she was at the time and I, twist yeah and Twister, yeah twist a yeah, lamb hadn't heard of it or hadn't heard of her or the fact that she did that I was so horrified my heart bled for her so much I was like this job is not worth killing yourself for, please God, but you know if she was going if she was walking around with undiagnosed um depression, then poor love, I felt so sorry for her, and um I read something that Mariah said about it that was you know it was sad that she never told anyone, and uh that she put a brave face on it, and the thing is we all do. We all walk into the studio and everything is fabulous and my life is great and people hide shit because you don't want to be seen to be weak. It's actually quite a tough... In many ways, it's brutal if you don't know your crew and if your crew knows what is going on with you, then that's cool. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, you don't walk Absolutely. into a studio... You don't walk into the studio and say, oh, you know, my whatever you don't spill because people just don't want to hear it I personally don't want to hear it because then you feel like you got to baby somebody or I mean you know mother them um and um and then so you put on you put a big smile on your face it's yeah. rough um and, and that's got all
1: that the- industry is anyway is the face like saving
2: the face yeah it really is and the thing is um it's really hard to you have to fake it till you make it you really do yeah. um you just have to um keep on going and um your life isn't your own depending on what project you're doing who with and you know how quickly you have got to get it done and how much of a budget you have but um I've been writing about my adventures in the fashion industry but I'm um keeping it fictional because then I don't have to involve lawyers because I'm not going right. to talk about real people. I'm, I can't deal with that. So it's going to be a fictional thing, but it's fun because I've been through too much silliness and insanity and great times to not write it down. And my friends have been nagging me for years to get this down. I'll, I'll just drop a story and they are like, are you writing this shit down? Yeah. So I, uh, I also, so, um, and, uh, do the new the the fashionable new thing of visible mending um so i haven't bought a piece of clothing in can't remember a long time um because um i always used to say this anyway if you're a really good stylist and you know what you're doing you um you don't have to go shopping all the time you go into your own closet open it up and reinvent an outfit and i truly believe that and people that say they don't have anything to wear just aren't trying fucking hard enough. I can, I mean, I actually for the first time got rid of seventy pieces. To that, the really snotty people called real, real for real.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: they, they, ha- you, you have to have the original designer label on it has to be in good condition. It has to be a certain level of designer or else they're not interested. Um, So I got rid of a load of stuff, but it was my my personal stuff that I have, I just can't see myself wearing. And um it was really hard to part with it because for so many years I've kept everything that I've had to buy because just in case I have to suddenly dress a hundred extras. You think I might be joking, but I did actually work on a Cranberries video where I had to dress a hundred extras. It was a nightmare. But it was because they gave me a small budget so I could dress the singer, um, whatever her name was, who actually took her own life. We have a theme here.
0: She (laughs) does.
2: I'm sorry about my really bad sense of humor. <laughs> it's okay. No, I love it. I, I'm the same. Very dry. I love that. You're not, not going to get a chirpy sense of humor from me. I think, I think whatever her name was, or she died of anorexia or something, but the silly twit was managed by her boyfriend, and you just don't do that. You do not get your husband or your boyfriend to manage you. Oh, which brings us neatly back to... Mariah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, we, it,
1: I really so- had a lot of questions about that era. Mm. A lot. I've got a lot of questions about that. And about styling in particular. Because she has said that she was very much not in control of, like, the things that she was wearing. Yeah. The, the woman- music she was making. I want the tea, honey. I really do. <sighs>
2: I've, I've actually got... Quite tired of this answer, but you have asked it so nicely. Of course, how could I possibly be offended? But somebody had a go at me the other day, and I just thought I made a decision that if someone even begins to contradict me when I actually lived through it, I just I'm like, no, you're blocked. I'm not, I'm not having an argument about something that I lived through and you weren't there, you didn't hear it. You don't know what it took. Bye bye. So somebody posted that interview. Um, they talked about, oh, where she's in the leather coat and the leather outfit. And she's singing one of her really happy songs. She's singing. Um, what was the one where she's on the bit, the big dipper in the fantasy fair? Thank you. So she's singing fantasy and she's in all in leather. You know that at the oh.
1: American music awards.
2: Yeah. And, um, Somebody said they just posted it as a, you know, just a thing and to comment, like, God, she must have been so hot, poor thing. And then somebody piped up um, and said something uh, horrible about Tommy. How, you know, how could he? And la, la, la. What year was that, by the way? Do you remember? 90, 95 or 96. Yeah. Right. So that was right after me, the three of us, me and Billy and Sid got fired. I think Karen Rizzo, her PA, stayed on a little bit longer. And then she was tied back again a couple of times, she told me. And so that leather outfit was not mine. There was some stuff that people say, did you do this? I'm like, I can't have because it's 95 or 96. But then I remember I actually did a lot of shopping for her. So there was stuff in the closet that she may well have then chosen to use. So I didn't technically style her, but I acquired it for her. But I... But I have chosen to say no, I didn't do that because I wasn't there. So that's my that's how I work that one. It's just 93, 94. Then somebody said she was so controlled and she was um, no wonder she complains about, you know, being head to toe in turtlenecks. And it was some it was a lamb who's really nice. I like them. And I said with respect that isn't strictly true. And then I wrote a list of all the times she was wearing a mini, bare legs, midriff, cleavage. And I I listed about six appearances off the top of my head. And somebody told me that if that's how she felt, it was really, I can't remember what the language that was used, but someone told me it was really not okay. They used a really good expression. They said, it's not okay for me to contradict how it made her feel. And I said, yeah, but the thing is, there were outfits that were revealing. And even the, even the Luther Vandross, um, uh, duet, she's got cleavage and her, and the, I was literally
1: just thinking about that dress Basha, because that dress, that dress also is very high up on the legs in the front as well.
2: It's a, it's a high, low dress. It's a corset that pushes, Her boobs up like Vivian Westwood. And this was during my time. I got that from Moschino, especially for it, got approved, end of story. Like everything that she wore was not from the neck down to the feet. So the thing is that I get the general vibe and the feel of what it must have felt like. I was just saying that it is not true that all the outfits were like that. I'm not, I'm not contradicting how. She must have felt in the bigger picture long term for several years. But I'm just saying it wasn't like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm not having this fucking argument again. And and also in the 90s, you
1: can't just go online and look up every single day of ensembles that she's wearing. It was very much no. those big televised performances that were yeah. her big moment. So, of course, if she's wearing the turtleneck trench coat, for those biggest moments of course that's what people are going to think of her as so that makes perfect sense and i remember her wearing a lot of chanel and very short short skirts in
2: 95 yeah and one of them so one of them is my mini skirt leather and it is um uh it's mine and it's still in my possession because it was made for me um as a birthday present by some little Polish lady in my hometown. And I, it was great. I was like, oh, screen grab it before you forget what this is. So yeah, um, she borrowed my clothes a lot. She, um, because we were, even though I'm five one, she's five nine, by the time she got it on, it meant that the little crop top that I was wearing was truly crop on her and the mini that I was wearing was truly mini on her so it worked on her so she would often just say oh can I borrow that can I borrow your vinyl pants and then we would just put a boot with them or you know can I wear that cute little cardigan and then she's wearing my own blue top that my assistant made for me on the cover of ebony it's blue velvet with lurex sleeves that belonged to me and like a twat I gave it away because (laughs) it's really annoying to wear it's really really itchy
0: when you were working with her on certain projects whether it's um album booklets or music videos tv shows who who provided the brief the the criteria of what it needed to be
2: great question it depended I'm not sure who came up with the concept of Mariah looking like she'd just come out of the playground for music bar uh, for um, Dream Lover, yeah. Um, in the little plaid shirt and the shorts, but I had to acquire it. And people might think it's easy to get a pair of cropped denim denim shorts, but my God, you have to get the right ones. And you know, we're talking Mariah here. They had to fit right. They had to look vintage. They had to be the right wash. La 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 la. So it would really depend. So. One of the things that I will preface my answer to that question to is that while we were in the barn doing that shoot that makes me cringe because I hate it. Although a lot of people like it and think she looks really cute, but that's just stylist versus fan. It's, it's, you know, there's some stuff that I kind of go, God, why did I even not contest that? Sometimes. I didn't have time. Sometimes she was just grabbed and like, okay, let's start shooting before I could say, I'm not sure. But anyway, I never told Mariah this. I'm not in direct touch with her, but I kind of would like to get a message to her and say, you missed one bit that I wish you'd known about that I never told you because I was scared to get in the middle of it all because I I so stayed out of it, was that I got hired because I'd been working with Billy Joel and Christy Brinkley so that Billy was on Sony so they were mates and so Billy recommended me to Tommy. Tommy I don't even know if I did an interview or if he just saw my book because it was full of celebs and they all look glam and pretty or whatever blah blah blah. Anyway I got the job and on the job I kind of knew it was going well. He took me to one side and it was all very young and simple and that shot where she's leaning against the ladder with the denim shirt with the knot at the waist and she's wearing a little pair of crop pants. My, And then my pedal pushers, they belong to me. And she's wearing a pair of high-heeled sandals with two straps. Those are also mine. So she borrowed those because even though it was a very sort of down home, I'm in my barn, I'm still going to wear a fucking pair of high heels, which is one of the reasons why I loved her because I've run through the desert in those shoes. but. Tommy took me to one side and I can't remember what else he said, but there's one phrase I remember he told me and that was, I guess he must have expressed his approval. And then he said, I would like this to remain as is for as long as possible. I would like her to remain as youthful looking as possible because she's going to have a long career and there's going to be plenty of time for all the other stuff. He didn't actually explain what all the other stuff was, but I assume he meant was, you know, looking hard, looking older. And I don't remember using the word innocent. I'm not going to put, I don't have any warm feelings towards that human, but I'm not going to put words into his mouth that I can't guarantee he used. But he did say youthful or young. He wanted to, to keep her looking as young as possible. I'm sure I felt at the time it was utterly for business reasons which was we're gonna really get as much as we can out of the youth market and I left it I was like okay I got it but I I'm pretty sure I just ignored it I just went with what Mariah wanted there's absolutely no way in hell that I would have thought of what he wanted above what she was in front of me telling me she liked no way so if I came with you know, say we were doing like um, put aside the Seventeen magazine shoot because it's really innocent, the one where she's got a little hoodie on and she's wearing DKNY, little stripy, sailor-y type stuff, and it's cute, and I don't care for that stuff. It just bores the shit out of me, but it was perfect for her because she actually, and Billy and Sid made her look gorgeous and la la la, la. But say, get get to the US, or is it US Weekly? I always used to call it US Weekly. The US Weekly shoot that she did with the Guzmans. Oh, that is one of my favourite portraits of her. She's kind of like, this is her angle, and she's looking at the camera, and she's got her hair in her two little bunches, and or pigtails, and she's got those little plastic bubbles, which was a joke,
1: mm-hmm. because
2: was kind of taking the piss, me and Sid and Billy and her kind of, well, you know, let's make this look super sweet. And it actually kind of worked. And she's wearing a vintage top and it's black and white and it's shot by, the photo credit is Guzman, G-U-Z-M-A-N. And it's a couple, Connie and Russell. They've since quit the industry because they feel the same about it as I do. Like I can't stand another, Five meetings about um, a shoot where you're going to see this much of somebody on the box of a Clairol hair colour and I I can't just shut the fuck up everybody I'll come with some clothes you're hiring me for what I do I don't need to show it to you three times I'm going to show up with the perfect stuff please trust me but no you had to show up and you had to hang it on the wall And then I had my assistant model it for that. I mean, Jesus wept. So anyway, um, so the Guzmans did that shoot with her where she's from the side and they are just, they're they're geniuses at what they do. I did the, just to tell you the level of what they were working at. um, They've got really famous pictures of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love, um, who I think is a hot mess, but the pictures were great. And I did the hundred centenary of the Louis Vuitton launch before Mark Jacobs became their in-house designer, which he isn't anymore. But it was sort of top secret. Oh God, they made it seem like we were doing espionage and that we were going to send spies over to Russia. But anyway, um, <laughs> they were like, oh, can you, can you get some Vivian Westwood, but don't tell them what it's for. I'm like, no because every designer was bringing out like Helmut Lang was bringing out um a DJ case mm-hmm. which I had um fuck what was his name was it LL Cool J I can't remember anyway and then Al- Azadean Alaya and Vivian Westwood had a little bum bag or a Fanny pack as they say here and um it was the most expensive and beautiful campaign and it was If you were gonna get an advertising job, that was the advertising job to get. And I was so lucky that they chose me as a stylist and it stood me in good stead for future high profile jobs. So they were the ones that shot that beautiful portrait of her. And they also did her leaning against the wall with the hands behind her back. She's wearing a Jill Sander coat and uh, she's wearing a pair of um, half boots, like booties, her, bare, her, her legs are bare um I think her hair is in the little pigtails <clears throat> she's leaning against the wall and it's so cool because it's slick it's modern it's it looks like she just threw it together and then she's got another one where she's on the floor in that same vintage chop uh, top in adidas sneakers which um, i got adidas to give us a load of free tour clothing they just gave us boxes it was great and then there's another one where she's got her Bottom in the air wearing crushed red velvet. You've probably seen a lot of lambs repost it. And she's leaning on a green sofa or little armchair. And then she's sitting back in it like an old man wearing the same thing. They did all of those pictures. And those were so, every single one was different. And they were like, We don't get it. How did you, but they don't look anything like each other. And I'm like, Oh God. Okay, I can't explain my job to you. And the same goes for the Uli Weber shoot. Um, we'll go back to that in a minute. So I would bring a, a rack of clothing. Hopefully, you know who wouldn't be there. Her, Karen, her person assistant would be there. And we would pray on our knees that no one else would show up so that me, Billy, Sid, Karen, and the photographers and their assistants could just get on with it. And when and we were left to our own devices that's when the good pictures came out because no one was sort of in our ears going well i don't really like this for personal reasons so like get, get get out of here like so i would typically try and be on my own with mariah because even if anyone else came into the room and me and mariah had decided on something or i had said I think, you look great. Do you want to try that other one on just to be on the safe side so you feel that this is the best out of these two for this location? Because we would always go, okay, brick wall, let's choose something long. Sitting on the floor, let's choose cool pants and a pair of Adidas. And that's why I did all those Polaroids. It wasn't because I wanted mementos. It was because they served a purpose so that I could then show her and say, Remember, this is what this one looked like. So what do you think, this one or this one? And completely functional. And that's why I've even written the designer names and where we were on them sometimes, because, oh, look, look, you wore that one in Stockholm and there are not going to be any press here, so you're safe to wear this again in Dusseldorf. That's. I was a really on it, pragmatic, organized stylist because I didn't have to worry about PAPS. Yeah. Or social media. Okay, Basha, video. I
1: need I need some tips. I need some for real fashion tips. Cause like I am literally living for every single fucking word you're saying right
2: now. Like <laughs> bless you. You are so I sweet. Am-
0: I do want to take it back just for some of your um, history, because I'm quite fascinated because, and then we'll go back to the, because Gia had.
1: Uh, yes, Gia had some. I know, I've got a lot of questions about
2: fashion.
0: I was really fascinated because I'm from the Midlands in the UK. I'm from Leicester and you're from Nottingham. Am I, I right? I
2: Leicester. I had a fling with someone in Leicester who was, of course he was in a band and I'm not, I'm not the groupy type, but <laughs> I didn't have big, you know, if you had, Slightly long hair and a guitar on your shoulders. I was, I was going to make a hit on you. On. This is going back. This is going back to 1904. Um, I just snorted. I'm really sorry. Don't you know, worry. You know, you know Iggy Pop, right? Yeah. My okay. mother.
1: She used to. She used to make clothes for him on the road fuck off i was going to say did you sleep with him no my no she Damn she it, went to, she my mom went to school with him and then uh did like his costumes on the road
2: i love him so much he's just <laughs> he's one of my i've been there done it idols um, <laughs> And I got my friend in Leicester and they were so innocent. They were all Polish boys Ooh. and they were all mummy's boys. Oh. Um, they were Catholic boys. And I got them to do I Want to Be Your Dog at a little Leicester festival. I'm like, I can't believe I got them to do that. But carry on. I interrupt. No, it's
0: fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, so I'm from a little town called Colville in Leicester. I don't know if you know it.
2: Colville? Yes. Yeah, we've driven. we've driven wow. through it. I one. I think I have an old friend who lives there yeah
0: but I want to know your journey so uh, I know you've got uh, Polish blood in you and everything but like a girl f- growing up in Nottingham how did you get into celebrity style
2: Yeah I uh, I always assume people just think oh yeah whatever um so I was always interested in pictures and my mom tells me that I used to look up during the adverts in the middle of a film I was obsessed with the ads she remembers that and for a Polish expat mum my mum was really beautiful well she still is for an older Polish woman but um she was super glamorous and she used to buy vogue and with her permission used to cut up her vogues and and paste them paste my favorite pictures into like collage. I had a book. I wish my mum weren't such a cleaner outer because I wish I still had all of those, but I used to paste pictures of David Bailey, the famous British photographer's Mm. wife. I remember the pictures really well. And I actually found them on the internet, which was really satisfying. I was like, did I imagine this picture? And I was like, no, I got it. i got the colors wrong, but the, the thing was right. So then I went to university as every good studious, polish girl did and i did french and german because i was really good at languages and my polish stepfather wanted me to do polish as well and i was like no no one majored in three top um not topics uh subjects and i was like i can't do polish as well are you out of your fucking mind and so i was allowed to do french and german and then i applied I really actually wanted to go to Oxford or Cambridge but because I was from Nottingham I just don't think that people from Nottingham were and I know you're going to get this were brought up to believe that that was even in their sights.
0: Right yeah.
2: So so I went for third best which was Durham at the time. Yeah. And I went for an interview and I failed it by one mark so I was told to go off do my gap year which everyone did. Yeah. Do a gap years common here when you finish high school and then you go and see the world a little bit and then you come back and go to university or is that a very English thing. Some people do it in America but it's definitely
1: more common over there. But I <laughs> took more than one gap year
0: honey. Right.
2: <laughs> So anyway, I decided to stick with French and German and I had Durham all set up and I failed by by one mark and it meant that I went to I was gonna go to my second choice, which happened to be a London one that really was kind of like a milestone in my development. But then I went pissed off to I went to Belgium. And then you were encouraged to, I I was doing London University and then I went to Berlin, which was another crucial part. After two years, I took a year off um, uh, because I had to scrub up on one of my subjects. So I was forced to take a year off. So I decided to, to try and improve my spoken German, but that actually made me even worse. I just, all I did was, I just saw a kid on the on the Berlin subway and said where's the best music shop because he looked cool and I knew he would tell me Orton and I happened to walk into a group of the Berlin people like the absolute um, Mm. underground alternative crowd there was a group of girls If you want to know what one of my visual inspirations was look up a group called Malaria with a exclamation mark they were my best friends at the time and they were seminal in influencing how I know females can look and look hard and cool and strong and yet still beautiful but anyway um so going to London turned my head completely and we all parted like mad And I didn't go into lectures. Instead, I became friends with all the people that ran nightclubs and the period was uh, post New Romantic. So I got to know Rusty Egan that ran clubs, Steve Strange, who was in Visage. He's in that David Bowie video, Ashes to Ashes. He's wearing the pointy hat. Steve Strange was one of like the fixtures of the London night scene. I was in it 150%. And this was my year off. And to finish that year off, I took a job managing a clothing store. I had no experience. I blagged it. I completely blagged it didn't know any I didn't know anything about shop work at all um except I knew I loved clothes, so we used to get all the cool bands coming in and buying from us. so I got this whole social circle, and I didn't know that my address book was filling up with like pop stars and I used to share cabs back home with Annie Lennox and I mean it was just ridiculous and then I never went back to university and part of me wonders how my life would have turned out but what happened in all of this crazy night clubbing I was working in another cool shop of this guy who is no longer around sadly this is what makes me laugh about seeing Mariah in that leather outfit because everything that we sold in that shop was all leather, and the and me and my mate, um, this absolutely drop dead good looking gay friend of mine, Michael, we used to frighten people, and we used to stand there t- top to toe in leather, and we used to be like this,
0: <laughs>
2: like really intimidating the customers. And the owner said he sent his girlfriend in, and she to like see what we were like because we didn't know what she looked like and he reported back he goes would you stop frightening the customer (laughs) (laughs) it was so it was all about just being contrary and bad so when I saw that leather outfit I was like well I wouldn't have not put her in it I just wouldn't have put her in it for that performance that's all I'm saying it's not something I hate plus I would have probably done her hair differently and not made it look so romantic the two just didn't it was a her. very
1: 60s hairdo for a very, like, 80s ensemble. Red. Yeah. Like,
2: she would have had bright red lipstick and plain hair, and I know she would not scrape her hair back to save her life for a performance, but somewhere in my fantasies... Sorry, I didn't mean that as a...
1: <laughs>
2: but somewhere in my fantasies, there's. I bet you any money there's a way that Mariah could have at the time made herself look great with some kind of pulled back thing that I think that
1: reminds it, me did ugh. she have the thing with her left side with you oh,
2: get about it yes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I when we do when we were doing that shoot with the Guzman's they, because they knew I was her stylist, they said, do you have any tips for her? And I said, no, she's really nice to work with, and she will take direction really well. And as long as she's happy with how she looks, you have you know, it's going to be a a walk in the park. And I said, but remember that she's got a thing about having a better side. And the sort of the, um, they forgot. And the chart part of the charm of what these two photographers did was that they would shoot at the same time one would shoot straight on and get some really good portraits of her and the other one would be on the floor on the knees getting a really interesting artsy angle and then I saw what was going on in Mariah's head when one of them was down there and one of them was there and she was like I I And I just had to whisper to the photographer, don't, just don't shoot from that side. And they were like, oh, sorry, we forgot. So I had to reel them back in. And they were, of course, they wanted her to be secure and happy. So they did as I suggested, because it was set out of love and care and for the willingness for the shoot to go smoothly and for us all to get great results. But it was present as far as I remember the whole time that I was with her that left side thing and I I don't know it'd be really interesting if you know someone that knows the body and can do a measure of somebody's face and and do a psychological analysis of why somebody said this is your better side like what exactly is it is it some she hasn't gotten an even anything as far as I can tell so I want I wanted to bitch slap the person that told her that
0: So did you ever meet that person?
2: No, I don't know who it is. Ah, okay. Billy told me, or I think one of the lambs said that she said in early days that it was a female photographer. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who did her early pictures apart from that barn shoot, which I believe was a female photographer whose name means nothing to me. I don't mean that as rude as it sounds, but I just don't remember her, Edith Bowman, who took those um, barn pictures. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, and the thing is, I don't remember. I will preface anything that I can't swear to. Some of the stuff, I will be like, hand on heart, I know this happened, I was there, or I made it happen. This one, I don't know, but I'm I'm assuming that um, Tommy picked all the early photographers The good thing is he picked some good ones. I knew an art director at Sony. So they must have advised him of like, okay, this is who will be good for her and look at the portfolios. I just remember stacks of portfolios being in some office somewhere. And I'm sure that some of the rejects were weeded out before they got to Mariah. There's absolutely no way she could have seen everything. She just didn't have time. So I remember her looking through a stack of portfolios and saying, I like this person. I don't like that one. And um, so people were chosen. And it wasn't the best of the best. But at the time, I think it was appropriate for, like the Seventeen magazine was Naomi Coltman, And she was really um, famous for doing a lot of, Um, celebrities in a really beautiful way like I did um, Christina Ricci with her I did Natalie Portman with her why would that not be appropriate for Mariah that would be perfect Mm. unless you had a reason to really like make it a very glamorous shoot and even then that was feasible and it wasn't down to the photography and I I just remember that because my ex-boyfriend was assisting Naomi at the time so I I remember that really well but then choosing the other photographers um I don't know how much say Mariah had in it because she was so busy I don't know if stuff was chosen for her but the one thing I want to tell you about which just sticks in my craw to this day I think everyone's fed oh no I've got one left um was when we were in London on the Music Box promo tour we're in London we had a day off and I was like, great. I get to go shopping to Top Shop on Oxford Street and have dinner with my mates. Like, it's like, bye bye to that. Because all of a sudden, Mariah's awake, all, all chirpy. And oh no, it was for the next day. And she was like, Bash, you must know loads of photographers in, in this town. And I said, Of course I do. And she goes, can you organize a shoot for us tomorrow? And I was like, fuck, there goes my day off. But yes, of course I will. And and then I actually thought, well, you know what? My photographer friends will be happy to shoot her. So it's so it was all, you know, win-win. And I got Uli Weber, who at the time was doing a lot of really sleek, glamorous, very uh modern stuff, German. His Germanness came through in his photography. It was really interesting um and he did it so he did that shoot where she is wearing that lilac sweater where she's leaning on a red fucked up red leather chair because we borrowed an artist's studio so we had complete privacy and then she's also sitting on the floor in a black fluffy sweater with her leg out where everyone's like I can't believe so much leg was shown in 93 or whenever it was 94 and then there was one where she's in black and white where she's kind of um holding some fabric and looking at the camera and it's you can see vaguely it's like a chiffon it's a chiffon printed with gold roses Dries Van Noten dress which actually belongs to me and we used it Kind of as a scarf, cause, because the studio was so old school. Francis Bacon splashes everywhere. Um, you know, there's one of her somewhere up a artist ladder, and I don't know what happened to it. And then there's the one of her sitting on some scaffolding, wearing a silver tracksuit, and so
0: Adidas, I think it is. Yeah. Yes.
2: And then what's the other one from that shoot? Um, Oh, and then there's one on, there's another one where he's got her as a semi-portrait where she's sitting on the floor, kind of looking very London-styly at the time. Um, So it really, really worked. And one of the lambs, what I found quite frustrating was, and I have been very patient with questions, lots of people have dm'd me i realized i've got to stop doing this because i'm up until 12 answering questions that i could just do in a in a zoom call with 20 people but i'm touched by the passion of people and i respond to it so i've never complained and i've never not said i don't have time for this and i do i answer as best i can
0: which you're um, quite entitled to to not respond if you choose to
2: yeah, it's only if anyone ever gets confrontational about yeah. I heard you got fired, what happened? And I'm like, you know Not what? Really? You need to ease, you need to fucking ease down on that. But I will I will tell you guys what happened because because everyone knows it's uh I was going to say it's in the public domain, but um anyway, I saw when I started in I started um researching uh what people were posting. I was like, shit, There's a picture of mine in Uli's. Oh, my God, there's another one. Oh, my God, there's another. There are no credits. What the fuck is going on? Why are people posting Uli's pictures with no credit? And I got really protective about my friend's work, which is why Billy started calling me the Credit diva. And I'm like, yeah, that's me, because I am not. I am not having my friend's work taken messed with reposted and then someone put a watermark over it. it's like no mate that's actually illegal and I've researched it I talked to my friends and like someone taking someone else's photo fiddling with the color or putting them against a different background and then putting a watermark on it is 100 percent for sure illegal and also you can be if a photographer so chose, and the guy that did all the uh, Kevin Cummings, who's very litigious, who did all the Joy Division photography, and also my friend David Levine, that did all of Boy George's photography. He was in and out of court like you cannot believe, because people would use his pictures, and he was not having it. I know that if you if you use a picture in some way and it could be argued that um, putting it on Instagram is just an innocent way of saying this is who I love, this is a picture I love and I mean no harm, I'm not making any money from it, that's a big one but a lot of photographers do want to be credited so I said to Uli, did you know that the picture of the fluffy lilac sweater was used for I miss you most at Christmas Is it, I miss you most at Christmas time or I miss you most at Christmas? Whatever. Miss you most at Christmas, yes. Mm -hmm. And I said, darling, did you know this has been used? And he said, oh yeah. And I said, did you get paid for this? And he goes, oh yeah. And I said, thank God. And I said, because for one awful moment, my heart sank because I thought that when we got back to New York, guess what happened? A certain gentleman was very angry with me. This is the only time that I can get close to saying that I was in the middle of it unwittingly. I didn't choose to, but I, my boss was Mariah. She asked me to organize a shoot. No one fucking got paid for it. It was art. We were having fun. We were having creative fun. There was, again, there was just, five of us in the studio it was glorious and we were like well what should we do next well let's have you sitting barefoot on the floor looking like a pre-raphaelite model and then let's have you looking like a nottingham slag sitting on (laughs) (laughs) sitting in in your tracksuit on on some scaffolding like you're waiting for your mates to come (laughs) to give you to give you some fags I mean cigarettes so I you know we were, we were totally playing with characters. It was great. It was creative fun. I got called, I don't actually remember this, but I know I got told off. I don't remember the geographically where I got told off, but I found out that Mr. Matola was displeased with Mariah's stylist for this shoot because. It was a friend of mine, so therefore it was my fault. I was like, how do you work that out? I was asked to do this. So why don't you take it up with someone who isn't me?
1: Right. I didn't,
2: it's not my fault. I was doing as I was asked. So, and I loved doing it and I was glad to be asked. I just didn't envisage it would create a problem. So what I think Sony did, and I can check this with Uli, who um, I met for coffee last time I was in London, and he's just shooting posh people who ride horses now. He totally changed um, direction. I realized that somebody in the art department must have seen these pictures and said, these are really good. We need to buy them outright from the photographer and use the heck out of them. And that's exactly what happened. So that fluffy sweater one was used a lot and quite right too, because it's adorable.
1: The Miss You Most one? Uh-huh. I love yeah. that photograph. I
2: love it. Yeah. That whole the- shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And that, was yeah. Uli. and that was Uli and her getting a... And because she knew he was one of my best mates from when I was working in London, there was a really nice feeling of community that it wasn't like someone... It wasn't like someone from Sony Art Department hired a photographer. We were all mates together. It was great. And that, again, is why that shoot turned out so well and why the Guzman shoot turned out so well. And to be fair, some of the later shoots, which I think are beautiful, they were they must have been organized from a very high place like the a lot of the Michael Thompson pictures, uh, Stephen Meisel pictures, and whoever else. Uh, some of the really sort of heart oiled body wind machine, um, you know chiffon flowing. I'm not sure who took all of them, but there's some great pictures there. So some of the top echelon of photographers were chosen. But for that period, for what we could do for doing a shoot for free, we did a really great job. And it was it was just funny that I I got the shit for it, and and I I produced that that shoot. It was really bizarre. And um, and, it, and also it was playing with looks that we didn't have to do. She didn't have to put on a big, like um, fluffy mohair sweater that she could wrap herself round in and then have her leg showing right up to the thigh in a silk uh, flesh colored skirt. It was just something that happened organically. So that was such a free time. And the last thing I'll say about, actually I'm going to add some stuff about what we did on tour. And when I was challenged, um, the expression, what we got away with was challenged. I was told that I was wrong to use that expression. and when we were going out for dinner when there was no paps and no heads of Sony around she could wear what she wanted and some of my rares are her just wearing anything that she wanted to go out for the evening because no one would see her that no one knew she was going to be there so there were no existing pictures except for my rares of Polaroids I took and said let's just take a picture of you before you walk out so we know we like this look if ever you want to repeat it or do something similar so uh when people say she was always covered from head to toe it's like no when we were away from peeping eyes we did what we could get away with and I meant it like nicely like oh can I borrow your leather skirt to go after dinner yeah sure yeah no one's gonna see it it's gonna be fine I call that getting away with it I I don't know what else to say It it wasn't evil it was meant with good intention it let mariah be comfortable and happy and no one was answerable to anyone because it wasn't for press it wasn't for a performance and it wasn't for an interview end of story so carry on darlings
1: i have a question were the suit and ties they were mad about the missy most at christmas time photo or the leg slit photo
2: that i I didn't understand i'll i'll explain to you do you want a bit of toast (laughs) I love I mean I am hungry (laughs) The, uh, the suits I'm glad you found a way of saying that because Mariah calls it the goons I heard I haven't read the book but I've heard bits of the spoken word reading I mean I've heard reading of the book and listening to her just reminds me of a lot of reasons why I was so fond of her because she brings so much sarcasm to what she says which is one of the reasons why we got on so well, um, but the suits, one in particular, I don't remember if, if it was a plural, but one suit in particular, was mad with me because something creative took place without his approval end of. Does that make sense? Because I was asked unwittingly by Mariah to take control of a situation that no one else had a say in. Like, can we shoot? Yeah, we've got a great studio. It's really private. No one's going to even know, blah, 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 blah. It was as easy as anything, but it was not the leg. I don't know that that actually appeared in a magazine somewhere. Um, Oli may have held on to some transparencies and sold them to a. I think I've seen one kind of badly photocopied uh, story from a German magazine that he may have um, sold it to, which was his prerogative if he um, held on to some stuff because the the pictures belonged to him until he handed them over and then, you know, he he sold certain ones. But it was honestly, it was a control thing. It wasn't even... a leg exposure thing. I don't believe it was about the leg. It could just, just the fact that you guys got together and had fun, pretty much. It was because it wasn't an officially um, commissioned and approved photo shoot that happened. Oh. All of a sudden, Wednesday morning of whatever month it was in 94, there was a shoot that took place without anyone's knowledge in New York City and some pictures appeared I don't know what happened afterwards whether Mariah said oh by the way we did a really great shoot it was friend of Bash's, and um this is his name and this is his contact info and then I got shit for it so I don't Mm. know what the process was in between but thank god the pictures were beautiful because there was no reason to be angry. Like, come on. That's it's like, that,
0: like a level of control if they've got like an idea in place and a criteria has to go that way. And I think if it had have gone a different way, despite it being beautiful, then those suits might have gone a bit, well, ballistic, which, like you said, they did. It's because they're not in control, but it needs yeah, to be was, the artist. They didn't
2: know. Good. They didn't know. And the thing yeah. is, that's what made me go, well, well who's... I actually didn't give it this much thought until um you know the book came out and I was like okay this is the time to release my pictures and I dug them out of my um cubby hole and um I talked to Billy about it and I said well we all signed a non-disclosure agreement when we all got fired should I be worried and he said to me, are you kidding, Mariah often lives on social media, go for it, he goes, what is Tommy going to do Go come after you after posting pretty pictures of his ex-wife? He said, come on, Bash, just do it, and I heard through somebody that is closer to her, I can't remember, oh, and also I saw it for myself, that when I posted one of the pictures where she's in the white shirt and the black pants, Daniela Federici where we did in Miami, which was all part of the cover of where she's leaning on the balcony and her hair's up a little bit and she's wearing a semi-backlit dress and I posted three pictures of it which are in my Instagram and I said pretend that you know you're um Bette Midler coming off stage and that's why she went like that and um so we were fooling around uh I'm trying to remember the name of the song but it was for the and the cover but anyway part of that shoot was so I mean that shoot was so insanely organised. We shot from dawn till dusk, literally, and that's when I got those pictures of her in the water because we were waiting. And me and Mariah, and for sure, probably Billy too, were like, "This is never going to get past anyone, but let's shoot it anyway." Where I got her in a vinyl. What <laughs> is it? I got her in a crossback vinyl swimsuit and got her to roll around in the sand and in between Daniela reloading her camera, that's when I got my little rare. And then her sitting up in the water with something wrapped around her, which then got copied years afterwards. And I don't mean that with any bitterness, it was a cute shoot and the rare was still with me. And I, I don't even remember if Daniela took film of her rolling around. And if she did, it never saw the light of day. But I have two Polaroids to prove that we did it. So it's an interesting little thing. That was it. So when people said, what's Mariah like to work with? Because they all knew that either they were working with me at showrooms and lending me stuff. And they were like, oh, aren't you working with Mariah anymore? And I'd say, no, but whatever, you know, moving on. And people would say, what's she like to work with? And I would keep it very diplomatic and say she was really nice to me. Mm -hmm. And that's all you need to know. I'm not answering any more questions. And that was before I talked to Billy, and he encouraged me just to go for it and, um, you know, post them. So, yeah, so then I thought, well, you know, Mariah's really exposed a lot of personal stuff in that book. And in the the reading of it, there is nothing that is going to come out of my Polaroids that is any more personal than anything she has said. So I'm gonna go ahead and post them. And when I heard that she loved, she actually commented and somebody pinned it on their Twitter. She said, I love this picture. And it clearly says, you know, Polaroid by Basha Zamorska. So I was like, okay, I think I'm safe to carry on here. Yeah. Because if there was displeasure from her camp, I would have heard about it, or I'm assuming I would have done. So um I think we had too much influence that anyone who had Mariah's ear was out. That makes a
1: lot of freaking sense to me because right after you're leaving and they're really putting the turtlenecks on her and she's getting more rebellious with the type of music she's trying to make. Like it really, that really is making a lot of sense because she's getting more defiant. So we need a whole new team.
2: Like, yeah. So I'm like, don't fucking blame me for all the fucking turtlenecks, guys. Like, look at your ears. And you know what? You know the irony of that. And this is some something where it's someone that's still wet behind the fucking ears that doesn't understand. Um, is a turtleneck doesn't have to be not sexy. There's a German. It we it's not shown very often, but it's on a. German channel, I think we we were either in Hamburg or Dusseldorf or it may have been um, Holland. She's doing a TV show and she put on a Moschino, grey speckled, ribbed wool. This is how insane the stylist's head is. I'm assuming. I'm assuming other people are like me. I can remember. I don't know what I had for breakfast yesterday, but I can tell you what Mariah wore in 19. so it's it was body hugging her body was at what would be considered let's call it optimal sexy normality and i'm not us three aren't going to get into body shaming talking about being the perfect size or anything but Mariah fit into absolutely everything at the time and so um she fitted all the um samples that i borrowed from showrooms So this one Moschino dress, it fitted her like someone had spray painted it on her. It was so body hugging that I had to ask her to take her knickers off. And I can't remember what happened then. I really wanted her to, but I think that when I've seen that film back and I was like, oh God, she didn't, but you couldn't really see it. But then, but that's the stylist just obsessing about details that no one else sees. And I don't remember who was around, but I remember somebody saying to me, are you sure about that dress? It's really fucking tight. And I'm like, yeah, and what's the problem? (laughs) And this is why, and it had a slit in the back, but she didn't turn around during the performance. I'm like, would you just let her look like this? And yes, it's a surprise because it's sleeveless, It's turtleneck, so everyone's going turtleneck, turtleneck, turtleneck. Fuck off. Get out of my fucking face. You didn't see the full thing. I don't know who was on the crew then. I mean, me, Billy, and Mariah all loved it, and somebody was saying to me, that's really fucking tight. But she went out in it, and it looked great.
1: Yeah. And
2: it's not even one of the most seen pieces of film, which is kind of funny. But anyway, so I never had to fight with Mariah about anything. Like whatever she wanted to wear was fine by me because I had acquired it for her. So of course it was fine by me. And it was just like, if you you select whatever you want from these and if I think I prefer this one, then you're gonna overrule me. And that's okay because I like all of them, otherwise I wouldn't have brought them. So there was never any disagreement between me and her. It was sometimes with other people.
0: Yeah, right. That's quite frustrating, like, because what we've heard so far is that she was always affected by these elements. But then when you think about it, people have got to plan photo shoots. People have got to be paid. People have got to pay, I don't know, like fashion outlets or designers to get clothes and whatnot. And then to have all that then in place, okay, this is a big We've got like a big rack of clothes. We've got this photographer, this stylist, this, that, the other. Um, these people are coming, and then for it to be shut down by someone, it yeah, it must be quite deflate. Well, it, it has to be quite deflating, and it's not just the art that the the artists that people are like looking at that it's affected. It's the photographer, the, all the other artists that are involved as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean the only thing that got really shut down that made my jaw drop was the anytime you need a friend video and i actually it accidentally came up on my feed yesterday i emailed it to myself in case i lose it again and it's et saying hey hey fans and lambs out there um Did you ever wonder what happened to the first version of Anytime You Need a Friend video? Well, here it is. And it's... Have you seen
1: it? I've seen the clip of, like, she's wearing the princess dress, the purple princess dress, and there's, like, a castle. And then... um, But I haven't seen a fully edited video, no.
2: No, no. no, The the, the, the entertainment video... Was uh, behind the scenes. The E.T. video in its entirety it, I saw it for the first time the other day and I love how she's taking the piss where she says to Diane so Diane lyrical piece. she's like yeah I fucking lost it laughing because I was like you guys you need to get it together all I knew was that I was asked for a dr- I did not come up with that dress but it was made by the Danes who are the only people in New York working who properly build things like couture, like proper corset, like when you have a dress that fits like that, they have a a corset inside that zips zips up that holds you in. The guy's a freaking genius. So I got him and he doesn't do this very often. He did it for, I think he did it for Carolina Alexander, no. I can't remember the name of the actress Karen Allen, who was in all the the skull movies. The uh, oh god, some of the action movies. Who cares? Anyway, and he also did it for Susan Sarandon for me. We did some some customizing, and they really customized that dress. They cut so we got one that she liked, and. Um, they uh, they cut panels into it, which she wanted because it was going to move really beautifully. And when you see her walking, and I've got a Polaroid on my Instagram where she's walking and it looks really beautiful.
0: That's in the Even, corridor, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it's really blurry, yeah. but whatever. And nice it, was, it was just her coming out of the loo down in the studio of where we were filming because we created this fantasy scenario in this big studio. And um, some of the studios were built especially so that you could do whatever you needed to in terms of um making it into a, a TV commercial or a video. The dress was finished. It fit really beautifully. We had a fitting and Mariah asked me to make it a bit more plungy and it's so funny, but I swear I'm gonna have to look at it again. I was like, oh wow, it was before there's one picture, uh, one short interview where you, I, of course, I'm, I'm very aware of all the details and I'm looking and it's plunging and her neckline is to me, perfect. It's so perfect for what she wanted. She wants to be somewhat exposed and sexy, which gave the dress more of an edge than it would traditionally have had if the designer had left it how they'd cut the neckline they cut it a bit lower and then I'm always careful we always fit the dress before we start hair and makeup so in case anything has to be fixed so Mariah asked me and I remember so carefully um, so I got I remember so the dress I was asked oh wait you can't see I so it was good so Mariah said, can you make it more plungy? And I was like, oh my God, I, I can't do that without, I don't have the same. I don't have the same machine. I don't have the skills. So what I did instead was I gently, so I exposed it by literally half an inch and it made all the difference. And I need to look at that um, ET video again, because I think some of it was done before I did it and after I did it, because I I thought I saw the difference, which is very funny. So I don't remember why she's wearing the cake, but I had that commissioned. And the the concept was from uh, the suits, the art department and from Diane. I mean, Diane Martel was the director. So sometimes the director gets given the concept and is told to direct it. Sometimes, a lot of time, um, what happens is it goes around the business. There's news that, um, or you get contacted as a director or um, like uh, directors have an agent. So there's at one agency, there's eight directors. So they say, okay, well, Mariah Carey's people have asked us to pitch a story for a song and here's the song. So then a director goes off, does a storyboard. And back then it was literally like doing drawings in take by take. There was none, you couldn't do it on the computer. So I don't know where that idea came from. So have you seen the picture of the angels in silver from that video? I'll send it to you. Uh, I haven't. I think I have. And the castle, I seen the castle
1: and the dress. And I've seen people painted silver with, like, diapers on. (laughs) But also, I feel like Diane, um, I watched that UT video. She had no idea what she was directing. And she she was like, it's a very lyrical piece. And Mariah shaded her
2: talking about, yeah, that's what they say when there's no concept. (laughs) And the thing is, and remember, I think it was only her second video. Wait there was dream lover anytime you need a friend was the second one yeah so that was only her second video and before that she'd been a choreographer so she was kind of new to the you know to the whole game yeah my assistant jackie who was really good with the sewing machine she also knew a lot of people in the theater industry that knew how to make um costumes and also she found someone to make a set of mechanical wings so one of the kids got chosen to be like the principal kid got rigged up in the wings which if you I don't remember how they worked I guess you pulled a string or whatever and totally painted silver and then I guess my assistant wrapped them in I mean it was almost like jesus wrapping like i'm not sure why we didn't just use kids pants and paint them silver i don't know what it was but i was less part of that and then did the hot child, pa- did hot pants exist back then sure we could have done um we could have done like um panty short or children yeah, like you know kylie
1: kylie minogue like spinning around
2: yeah exactly exactly so We could have done that and painted it silver so there wouldn't have been this bulk. But anyway, so then the kid got hoisted up. This would never be allowed now because of health and safety. And it makes my blood run cold to think of the trouble one would get into nowadays. And the kid got hoisted up and the lighting was very moody. And so the child was swinging from actual trapeze wire across the studio and it cast a shadow in the back of the studio and it was supposed to be an angel flying so the whole thing was supposed to be uplifting with her choir her and you see her singing in those clips of looking up I noticed it yesterday for the first time so she must have been directed to look up and so I heard I can't remember who from probably Billy he said hey by the way we're reshooting the video and I was like what I said, "Why?" I, I said, "I can't believe it." I just crumpled because I had gone through so much with just the the dress, the 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 beautiful pink dress, and then having that cape made, whether she was supposed to look like a scene out of a film, and there was some reference there because I for sure would not have come up with that. But I was asked to do it. I got it. It got done. Um, I would have been happy to have just left her in the dress, but whatever. I heard the kid. And the shadow looked too much like a devil. And so $90,000 worth of video was scrapped. So oh I, read the, I read the comments in the ET thing. And it said, oh, well, it was her hair. And that was a joke. Mariah said to Sid, oh, God, I hate my hair. And it was a fucking joke. And I, <sighs> you just, you just had to have she be, be been tuned into Mariah's sense of humor to say, uh, okay, we're scrapping this because I don't like the hair. I, as far as I'm concerned, that is not why it was scrapped. Whether the mythology of the years that have passed since then, that got cited as the reason, so be it. But at the time I was told it was because the child looked like a devil. But my question is, how skilled other people you hired in that case where you couldn't cut that out and make and save a video.
0: Right, that would have been like a small sacrifice to make financially to just get rid of the child floating and keep the rest, right?
2: There was surely enough of Mariah singing against the wall, singing in the big space that where she's supposed to be in this castle, which I actually didn't know about the concept because I was I was too busy. I yeah. just I often did a need-to-know basis thing to get my job done. I don't need to get involved in the why and the wherefore of how we've come to be asked for a romantic pink dress that Mariah likes. Job done. How it came to that, don't know. So there was a lot of footage of the choir um, and a lot of footage of her and then the stuff that they built out of wood or whatever. I'm just surprised that it wasn't saveable. That's my big thing. So then, I I don't know how many talks were had in the offices of Sony, but then it came up that we were shooting at the Chelsea Hotel, which E.T. got wrong, they said, in a house, it's not a house. The whole point of where we shot the second one was because the Chelsea Hotel is really beaten up looking, and there's this great stairwell, which has got lots of chipped paint, it's got skylights, and then a lot of where she's swinging around and her hair's floating is because you've got a clear space of Manhattan skyline and on the, we're on the roof. And then the remix, which I appear in, one of the remixes, not the new one, but the old one, I'm. you can see me falling around in the dressing room with her and her backing singers, and I'm dancing with some of her dancers. And she actually called me up afterwards and said, oh, thanks a lot for letting me be in your video, by the way, Bash. It, because <laughs> they cut me in so much and I thought that was very Mariah's sense of humor yeah. I was like oh you're welcome any time." you know blah, blah. <laughs> so it was really cute and it's a beautiful video and of course the great controversy was the straight hair oh my god you have no idea I I don't I don't even want to know what conversations were had but I doubt very much that it was just tried on the day. I'm sure Sid did some practice runs with Mariah and she said, I like this. And then on the day of the video, it was, you know, we knew it was going to work. There's no way Sid would be unprofessional enough just to try something new on the day. And from there on, the hair never really went back to full-on curls except for a few times where I've seen lambs comment on it of like, oh, look, there's a, there's a you know a hint back of old cur- Curly Raya, but it was never quite the same. And then it went to very sort of, not Farrah Fawcett, but very sort of lots of extensions and wind blowing and, and full. And now it's the sort of dead straight against the face thing. So she's been through a lot of hair changes. Do you guys have any opinions about the dead straight against the face stuff?
0: I like it. I do I do think in that particular video, the Anytime You Need a Friend video that we got, I, I think it, it catches the light a lot better as straight hair instead of the curly hair because it would have been very set if it was wavy or curly. With the straight hair flickering in the light, it, it I l- catches that I a love, lot better.
2: I love the straight hair in the Anytime You Need a Friend. I've seen recent stuff where I think it looks, well, just for my taste... It looks very st- stick straight, but obviously it's what makes her feel comfortable. And that's the most important thing. There's a
0: moment in um, the remix video, it might be the one that you're in where she's got the iron against That's, the
2: hair. that's where I'm in it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: That's what I wanted to know. Like, did they actually straighten it with an iron or did they really, did they
2: use the iron, a flat iron? Sid, Sid went through hell and high water working the straightness. you know we used to get told off because when we were when there wasn't too much of a time frame we took our sweet time especially billy and sid and mariah they used to just fall around having hair and makeup done i i was a little bit away because i was with all my wardrobe and i needed quiet and to think straight so i would sort of move to a quiet spot but we got told off every single time because hair and makeup was taking too long, almost every time. And sometimes we were really cutting it fine. So um, I don't know. I, I don't know why it took so long, but it just did. I kind of doubt that it's changed any that I'm sure. It's, I bet yeah. it's, if anything, it's taking longer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that's what I think. Um, but you know, she's got a team that she trusts and a lot of lambs, sent pictures the last, um, there was one Twitter space that I did, and I don't like Twitter space because I just, I prefer to see people's faces, or even if they blank themselves out, I know that there's a separate person talking, but anyway, and a lot of them just posted pictures and say, hey, Bash, what do you think of this? And what do you think of this? And did you do this one? And why did you do that one? And they sent me a lot of pictures that I didn't have anything to do with, so I had to give an opinion on a dress that I had nothing to do with, which is a bit rough on me, because I don't want to be rude, but I I just say, well, you know, she looks great in it, but I think it's a lot. And I don't think that you need crystals and netting and sequins and feathers, Um, but that may be the whole Vegas influence.
1: No, I totally agree. And it gives me a little bit of a nouveau riche vibe sometimes. And I'm not even trying to sound shady, but... I do feel like you don't have to do the most and I feel like especially from when you were styling her literally like it's quintessential iconic 90s like girl next door like it's literally less is more and it's a whole different
2: a whole different era yeah someone asked me what would you do with her now and i said oh that's a really good question well for a start you would have to start from the boob area because there's looks that just wouldn't work with that body so that but people that have boobs tend to have body dysmorphia which mariah does not so some of my friends that I've worked with or some actual stars that I've worked with are very conscious of the boob area. And I always start off by saying, you really need a good bra. And with Mariah, I had so much bra technology, depending on what she was wearing. I had like 30 bras and inserts and what have you. And so I'd start there and I would make sure that it's contoured and that there's you don't hide yourself because a lot of women... Uh, uh, you know, sort of want to hide their boobs and then it makes everything else look bigger. But I would let her show that she has boobs, but then just simplify what goes on from there on down. But I do realize that there's a waist, I want to show my waist thing going on, which I've seen.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Girl, these girdles, honey. Can we talk about the the lines in between... The you know what I'm talking about, Gareth. Gareth. What you the, mean now? The girl Yes, honey. The girdles with the. I can see, the, the netting, the, the sh- flute. Like I don't know what to call it. Like what? The, where about? I think We're talking about the mid area and yeah so I feel like the
2: boobs are like pressed up again slightly and and also you have that sheer netting that yes my hair curl the point of sheer netting is I guess it works for a performance Peter Pan it gives me Peter Pan it gives me Amdram pantomime vibes <laughs> sorry Gareth it's okay it's fine <laughs> it, gives me, it, gives me, it gives me day medina average vibes
0: oh goodness me yes Gia's probably a bit too young yeah. to know who Dame Edna uh, average is but like yeah I I tell you the thing is with it it's very comedic animated kind of corset so it's like uh, it's a caricature yeah Jerry Halliwell used to wear similar things but then be, it would be part of the outfit Yeah, I wear similar things under dresses and the thing is they curve in so much but you can see the tops of it and then it's got this over accentuated shape to it at the bottom as well you can see the bottom digging in and it's not i don't mean that in a bad way but it's just like if she wants to wear it's a little
1: too tight it's It's a a little little too
0: tight yeah wear something that's not necessary exactly if you want to wear that I feel confident in that fine but you Gia you actually had an idea for what she should wear skims skims
1: or like spanks like I feel like she should do something that's more like a full body a full body suit or something instead of like
2: such a concentrated piece right yeah I didn't realize how much it bothered me until Somebody showed me a picture and I zoomed in on it and I just went, oh, my God, there is so much going on in this one outfit. I don't understand. And I, I don't know when it was from or who was responsible. I know that a lot of stuff is custom made, but I would be so happy to see, you know, that Vogue thing that she did where she went through the eras of what she looked like yes In the <laughs> and the photos her most iconic uh, fashion moment when she kind of went past the early period and then there was one that she didn't like which thankfully wasn't mine and said oh well less said about that the better sorry blah 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 and then <laughs> she talked about the steven meisel and then the michael thompson and and whatever and the thing is that it it i mean all the pictures put together are just proof that she can look great in so much, and it doesn't have to be this insane squeezed Marilyn Monroe copy. And mm-hmm. that there's that interview with Andre Leontali, who I know he did a lot for communities and I respect him for Rest that. Rest in peace, Yeah, I just do not like his use of fur. That's my only quibble with him. But anyway, because I'm very, very anti-fur. But um, he was talking about, they were, they were filmed at dinner where he was being his camp self and he was saying, oh, I see you as, you know, 50s glam and la la la. And I was like, uh, okay, well, you know, 50s glam is Rita Hayworth. It's it's Ava Gardner. It's all those old actresses that did do a really beautiful shoulder pad with, you know, some pleats down into, you know, a beautiful cross front dress and then just absolute simplicity with a slit. It, it's like, God, if you did that, that would be so much better than just looking like you had an accident in a in an accessories shop did i just say that
1: i mean i don't disagree honestly and i feel like more of a um gosh who was that like a grace kelly sort of situation like rather than a sequined rhinestone moment and it's always a red dress I feel like especially now that she's only coming to grace us with her presents for Christmas time and sure, it's always sure. the same glittery yeah. red tight bustier moment yeah. and I it just need something a little bit more casual
2: yeah I mean I would you know the one thing that I regret we didn't do and I don't know why I didn't do it I'm not sure, or perhaps I suggested it and it was like a no, but I would have loved to have done her in like a helmet Lang man tailored suit with skinny pants and a spiky heel and red lipstick and nothing else. I I would have died to have done that, but it never happened. I don't know why, I don't know why. But um, with a substantial bust, it's really hard to get away with a jacket unless you cut it in a very Dior, new look, 1950s way, which um, was, that's right. He was cutting jackets into the waist and a little peplum and then an A-line skirt. The thing is, even if she did do the jacket, I just realized there is actually an answer to what I'm fantasizing about. The new look, when it came out, everyone was like horrified by it because it was so Dior shocked everybody so much by nipping in the waist of women's jackets and then and then the skirt that went out. But there are answers that don't involve um, everything being so OTT and I really look forward to the day when whoever is working with her manages to scale it down and realize you don't need all of this. And actually, you know what? Here's the thing. And I don't know who, how old the people were or how much they know about fashion. But one lamb um, was, uh, I think they showed a clip of her doing um, Hero at, at the Proctor's Theatre, Schenectady, where I put her all in Calvin Klein because Tommy got a deal with Calvin, and I kind of it was the one time he's actually done me a favor. It's like, well, it's not not a lot to work with here that looks like Mariah, but I will make it work. And remember, then she was really slender, and those Calvin Klein things were straight down because it was it was just when grunge was coming, and how the girls in Vogue wore it was put on a pair of hobnail boots with it and a shitty cardigan and in that I think the collection that we borrowed from I think he sent everyone down the runway with really heavy 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 house music and all the editors were like freaking out because they couldn't handle it and all the models were told to look miserable and it was such a fabulous collection it was so simple and everything was just cut. Like you see her with like just the strap straight across. You see her with a strapless, and then you see her with it cut away. And then that uh, the one with the little quilted vest. I, I wasn't a big fan of the quilted vest, but everyone wanted it and it was fine. I got overruled, but it wasn't, I didn't feel that strongly, but they wanted to have her with some costume changes. And what I liked about that was they were all cohesive. They all looked like they came from the same seed of thought but they were all slightly different which is really nice so yeah so the simplification of it would be great but I don't know if it's what people have come to expect from Mariah and the slight campness which kind of makes me laugh of her you know in a custom-made Dolce gown in the jacuzzi for Christmas I mean it's kind of funny it's funny it is funny but I feel like It's every year, though. Like, I don't know
1: how long I'm going to laugh. Like, I
2: don't know. It's
0: like when you explain a joke and it's, like, no longer. (laughs) Yeah.
2: What do you think most of the lambs think about how she looks now? Some of them just don't care because they just hero worship her. And, you know, if you dare to criticise anything, they will say she can do no wrong. She's the best singer ever. End of.
0: I... I totally get where they're coming from. I do. Yeah. I I do. But then, you know, everything has a bottom line. And the bottom line of what everybody's so like head in the clouds about is the fact that she is human. And so if somebody does think that her hair didn't look that great or she didn't sound that great or the dress wasn't the best dress, whatever it might be, that is okay to have that opinion Mm -hmm. because she's a human being and she's not going to look amazing in everything.
2: No, absolutely. It's completely impossible.
1: I just feel like they I just feel like she needs to not only focus on the Christmas. Like I feel like she can have this like grandeur and this big moment and all the gowns and everything are okay. But I just feel like I don't want that to only be what I you know, see. I
2: would pe I would pee my pants with delight if she suddenly came out with a video of her in a t-shirt and a great pair of jeans and spiky heels or boots, even throw in a leather jacket if you want and get on with the video. That I, that would be amazing to right. counter all the Christmas madness. How often have we said something like
1: that, Garrett? Like jeans and a shirt, literally just yeah, jeans yeah. and a fucking shirt. Yeah, like I think mom the jeans mom jeans I think I think I'm into the mom jean thing what right now jeans? I don't know <laughs> I was wondering how do you feel about the 90s resurgence like
0: oh those jeans I get you you it know just, the loose you know yeah. boyfriend
2: jeans yeah it doesn't bother me as long as the person as long as it suits the person it's on you know knowing Mariah she'd want them to be tighter but then you'd have to be careful not to look like she's you know 3 years out of date with the skinny jeans.
0: Right, yeah. Um
2: but like a high waisted like the new thing that they were doing was the high waisted slightly looser jean but she can still make that look good.
1: She She's- really can. Like even yeah. in, in the with you video from Caution, there was a there was sort of a um a straight leg moment and I was like w- we need more pants. We need a more casual
0: oh, they were, Yeah, They were quite elegant. They were like houndstooth patterned
2: yeah. um, straight. Almost like a tweed looking. Like.
0: Yeah.
2: I was delighted when I saw that. I was like, that's great. That should have been featured more. But unless it was just a, you know, would you please do this for me? I, there was, I'm sure there was a couple of times when I said to her, would you just put this on? Would you just try this on just to shut me up and let me do a Polaroid of you and mm-hmm. see if it works? And sometimes it would. And sometimes yeah. she'd be like, nah, I still don't like it. I'm like, okay, good. Thank you for, you know, letting me see it on you. I'm looking forward to seeing what she does next. And she's in a, you know, I asked one of my non-music and non-fashion friends what they thought of her, like where it, where does she stand in people's sort of perception? And it was, the answer was as I expected, which was, you know, she's known for being having an amazing voice and now wears lots of glitzy clothes. That was- Yeah,
0: I think it's trying to... I mean, it's already there. I'm not saying it's not. But I think it's trying to feed more into the um, icon legend of Mariah Carey. And it's fine, but it's like she she already kind of started out doing that and then she tried to be a little bit more grittier by wearing whatever she wanted to wear and having, like a change in style of music but even
1: the gowns in the emancipation era weren't as extra as the ones
2: now exactly
1: the, yeah the, she the, could she was still giving us glamour darling but it wasn't as nouveau riche like i can't help but think nouveau riche like it wasn't uh, sequins all day like it was uh, mainly
0: about the body it was everything that was like falling like falling off the body showing off the yeah. shoes.
1: No, yes. and it was more of an old Hollywood moment, but too. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. But, yeah and it was, was satins and silks and yeah, good you know fabric. Right. You know what? You're right. I just realized that she went, she did go through that, and she did it really successfully. And now we're in this, what I feel is a rut, because I've seen so much of it, Of especially I've seen red carpet pictures where she's against the, you know, yeah. background with all the logos on it and stuff and also you know doing certain performances that i think oh heavens i saw one yesterday that um oh god my friend posted her wearing a short shimmery pink dress and i was like it, it's kind of cute in a 60s way yeah it was really nice and i was like well yeah that's nice and it makes a change from the the from the the just the over the topness of the other stuff. But um I had completely forgotten that she had gone through that period successfully of of doing that. Have we seen that many pictures where she was standing still in that period where it was softer and not corseted? I'm thinking there's a print dress, which I didn't love, but it looked great shape wise. I feel like it was more of almost an empire waste
1: situation back then. So it sort was. of started it's sort of started billowing after the boob so she didn't need all that girdle to really hide anything at
2: this all. is what this is what i said when i was asked what would i do if i did it now and it i would let the boob be supported and start the rest of the dress from under the boob because there's a bazillion and one things you can do that yeah. way uh just from a design point of view um so much even if you did oh god I'm just trying to think of all that we used to borrow from Moschino a lot because they were really generous and I remember and Gautier um and there's a dress that uh was like on the shoulder which is so flattering a v-neck that would she would be able to you know show boobs and it started under here and it went out tulip shaped and it had pockets and dresses with pockets are the coolest thing ever. And it makes you like for a photo, you stand there and you can look drop dead. You know, what do you want? Putting your hand in your pocket of a dress. And it's like, um, I feel that right now a trick is being missed, but you know, I'll be curious to see what comes out next, but I have a feeling that, um, uh, I I don't pay attention to who's styling her because I'm not that kind of stylist. Every time I was up against somebody for a job I um, and I didn't get it, I would be like, okay, move on. And people say, don't you want to know who got it? I'm like, no, I, I don't want to live my life like that. I'm not in competition with anyone. I just want to put food on the table and, and do my job with people I like, so blah, blah, blah. Right. So I don't actually know... I I didn't even know who took over from me after I I got booted. Oh, by the way, I got taken out for dinner by Randy um, Mariah's manager to get fired, which was really gracious because he's a really nice guy. Aww. Oh, it was really sweet. And then somebody mentioned a stylist that I vaguely remember hearing about. Somebody called Josie, and then the Tanya period I think was directly after me, and then. After that mm-hmm. when I heard about the taking of the life I was like that's incredibly sad and that that's no one's fault and then I, I just sort of lost track because I got so busy and then I got sick and I just had to carry on working and mm. um, I think that possibly the people that are working if they're rotating with her they are very happy to do the full glam diva thing this is what I think is going on do you remember that did you see the little um shoot the little clip before she goes on to what's his name show the British guy um
0: James Corden
2: James Corden and she's about to go on and there's a short video of them all go and her saying oh god what if I trip up and somebody says you're not going to and she says thank you and they zoom down to her shoes and I just Want to cry a little bit because she doesn't need to wear those platform louboutins anymore. No. That's my biggest beef right now, more than anything else we've talked about.
0: Oh, really? Those yeah. so
2: shoes,
1: I don't think anyone needs a, a heel that's 10 inches high. And especially she's already five nine. I think that's ridiculous. Um, I will say I did like those recent gowns in aspen that were on Instagram, uh, with the the robe i liked i liked that it was cute for photos um and the were different but i need something else but yeah those shoes like she can literally not walk in them and she looks ridiculous that's
2: what i'm saying that i you know it's like please somebody give her control back of being able to walk and And I'm only 25 and I swear like
1: my feet I might have like arthritis or something like I swear my my big toe on the right cracks like every day and it hurts from wearing normal shoes so I'm like she has to have like fake joints or something you cannot wear heels every day like that's not good for you like a whole no no No. that she has to have like literally fake joints to do that, I feel.
2: Unless the times in between when she's not doing anything where she we don't see her, she's in fluffy slippers with insoles. Who knows? So um, I think she looks beautiful with less is my bottom line. That's, yeah. I feel that I didn't answer a question. And this got asked me on the last thing we did was how much interference or control did Tommy have in the deciding factor. And he didn't actually have any because it was me and her. And I'm trying to remember if it was Mariah or if it was a different star. It may have been somebody from a TV show called Something Girl. Gossip, uh, Gossip Girl. I worked with one of the stars from that for the, for a cover of a magazine. And the, I think it may have been that. And the publicist came in and took out a load of gowns that they didn't like and put them in the closet. Oh. And if somebody had done that to me with Mariah, I would have gone straight to Mariah and I said, You may want to look in the closet. There's a load of stuff yeah.
0: that you
2: shouldn't wear because I was on Mariah's side.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, it's like, don't tell me how to do my job and don't hide stuff from Mariah because you think she needs to look a certain way at this point. And I get being guided, but when you get to a certain point, you know what you're doing as an artist. And this is where I will stand back and say, Mariah knows what she's doing right now. She's not stupid, and it's working for her. Despite the fact that, you know, we can say, oh gosh, I can see a little bit of muffin top. My pet peeve, which she doesn't, she's too smart to do this, is when starlets on the red carpet wear strapless and it doesn't matter how thin you are. I've seen it on Kate Moss. You get armpit vagina. Where you, <laughs> yes. get, where you get that little bit of squish and it doesn't matter how yeah. big you are. Um, and thankfully, Mariah doesn't go there. She did in the past. She did strapless in the past, but she was... That was years ago. Yeah, where yeah. Was...
0: I think with with stuff like that, it's just like people just need to get over though. I mean, people need to get over it anyway. I mean, as long as it's not going to be completely ridiculous that it doesn't flatter, then yeah. you know, it should. People just need to get over it, especially yeah. like what you said. I mean, there has to be an element of identifying it. Because it yeah. can happen, but if if yeah. the dress looks nice or the outfit, whatever the outfit is, if it's still flattering and it looks elegant in some way or stylish in some way, then it, it can still happen. It can still work because, like you said, it will still have that armpit vagina, as you said, which I love. That can happen to anyone. That can happen.
2: It to can. Anyone. Oh, I know. I meant to tell you a really cute story, and it's not exposing anything personal, so I'm happy to tell it. Uh, when we were doing the Luther Vandross, we did two lots of Luther Vandross. One where she's wearing the Moschino corset dress that's kind of busty and really short, and she's wearing my old Butler and Wilson um, diamonds. They fell apart right before she went on stage, and I had to clip them up with a safety pin, which is why the bottom layer of diamond um, crystals is lower. I I had a cow backstage. It was horrible. Um, But anyway, we fixed it. Yeah. And so there's that one. And then there's one where she's in the studio with him and she's wearing a little white t shirt with a, a little uh, sundress, a, a strappy black dress, which was absolutely of the moment. Everyone was walking around wearing t- little t shirts with a strappy dress on it. it. Everybody did it. It was so early 90s. And Mariah looked casual and cute and it was very appropriate for the studio. And it wasn't. Sexy per se, but she was comfortable in it. She chose to wear it and it was great. And at some point, there must have been another recording because I went in to just make sure everyone didn't have fluff on them and I defluffed Luther so he didn't feel left out. And he was so gracious and, you know, used my lint roller on his suit. And Mariah said to me, Can you pull this down and can you pull that up? Meaning, give me more up here, but give me more leg too. And I I kind of slightly rolled the waist of whatever it was and just pulled the little sweater down. And it was, I remember midriff showing. So there's a third scenario somewhere because there's no way the strappy dress would have worked in the, that conversation.
1: Right. So I
2: step back and as I'm stepping back, asking me to do the exact opposite of what Mariah had just asked me, right. Tommy comes up to me and says, Rasha, can you go in and can you pull that up and can you pull that down? And Randy, her, her manager, just turned around and looked at me and laughed. And he said to me quietly, welcome to the world of Mariah. So I walked up to her and I touched her. I did absolutely nothing. And I stepped back into the crowd that was there watching. And he said, thanks, that looks much better. And I hadn't done a thing And that was when I learned to negotiate between them. You can go in and pretend to fix something, but you're body blocking the artist and you step back and they'll go, that's much better. And I'm like, Oh good. I'm glad you're happy. I didn't do a fucking thing because I was on Mariah's side. Anyway, I thought that was one of the funniest moments. And it sort of encapsulated that there was what I wanted to do best for my artist and what other people were wanting.
0: I'd like to ask you, so you worked with Mariah for, this is probably like one of the biggest moments of her career, but also you did work with her for a photo shoot for Cosmopolitan in 2001.
2: I did for English Cosmo. Right. Yeah, and I actually found the original magazine in my house and I was going to post it where she's wearing a, a, a really skinny pull-on leather dress that's got elastication on the side, and she's barefoot, and she's leaning against the wall. And that was a look that was replicated again years later, but she's wearing shoes. That was with Naomi Cartman. Well, we hadn't seen each other for years, and what was going on around her was so much more high voltage. She was on the phone a lot, and I don't remember who was around her. I think I was really stressed about that. Yeah, Um, But we got it done. She ended up wearing a sparkly dress for the cover. And I made sure to sort of step back because I didn't know how much I was needed. And, you know, it was like, let me know if you need me. This looks fantastic. Um, You know, the cleavage looks great. And then Naomi, who is a friend of mine, did the pictures. And it was over. It was such a fast shoot. um, I can barely remember it.
0: Did you get much time to like converse with her, catch up at all, or?
2: No, not on that shoot. But the one we when we did with uh, George Holtz yeah. for Movie Line, where we got a lot, we got so many pictures from that shoot. Um, George is uh, really good at getting a lot out of an artist, but I managed to slightly catch up on her when she was off the phone. I mean the Polaroid I posted on my rares is her on the phone. Yes. And she's in situ and she's ready to shoot, but she's still on the phone. But we, you know, we was like, how you doing? I'm more right. I'm busy. Um, you know, had I wait, that was two thousand and when was that? 2000. Oh two thousand one. Oh yeah, okay. So I didn't get leukemia till two thousand and nine. So um but I was so I was still doing really well. She definitely wanted the robe um, for the cover, the big fluffy hotel robe and the diamonds, which was kind of kitsch. And it was also harking back to Hollywood a little bit. Mm -hmm. And she really wanted to show her boobs. And that was the first time I entered into the world of how much that was important. And I, you know, I personally, all I can tell you is, um, you know what I think looks good as a stylist and I don't like to see when something is open if you want to do a little bit of boob I'm not very keen on seeing under boob and that's not a body shaming thing it's just an aesthetic thing you know what I mean yeah so um Mariah definitely had an idea of how she wanted to look and we got it and we got it got we got a good balance between you know me making sure it was symmetrical and she looked glamorous Diamonds were in place and enough boob was showing to make her happy. So it was all good. Yeah. Um, And we did, we worked so fast. I brought many more outfits than she was expecting. And she wanted to wear, she actually wore one of my own skirts, which was a tiny mini with studs on the side. Oh, I just realized you can just see me in the ET video i'm wearing a studded jacket but i'm i'm obscured by billy's head i just realized so i was still and i've always had a little bit of punk rock and it's never going to disappear in me so when mariah did the two leather pieces i was like jesus this is what i would wear and she was like yeah i know so and it, it was funny and uh we did that red leather mini dress and i slit yeah. it it was really tight and she couldn't open her legs to kind of move I slit it at the bottom, and then I sewed it back together again before sending it back to the designer. can't remember who it was, and then she did um the one I'm trying to remember if she did the one with the boots in front of the big mirror, it was all at the it was all at the plaza hotel, yeah, she did the red dress leaning in. There's lots of outtakes on yeah. the um on the internet of that, and I'm trying to think if there's another one we did from that shoot, oh yeah. The one that I could have done without, but she really wanted to do it um because I was thinking of the cohesion of the shoe, everything sort of fit together, and then all of a sudden, she wanted to wear sweatpants and a little t shirt that said m c on them yeah, and she, she's kneeling with her legs knees apart on a on a little posh hotel stool, and um it's orange, and a lot of lambs have changed it to pink. I think it says MC on the leg. She really wanted one of the straps to be off her shoulders. So I suddenly understood where she was going in, in the years that I hadn't seen her, that there had been a seismic shift in how she wanted to look. And I had to respect that. Right. So um, it was a different experience, but we still got great shots. So, you know, we worked really hard and, um, you know, everyone was happy, movie line was happy, she liked it, George liked it, I liked it, and the you know, the only one I think looks slightly out of place is the sweatpant one, but she wanted to do it because I think it was whether she had her own sweatpants out. I don't know, but who cares? It it looked cute. Yeah. Everyone loves that picture.
0: Yeah, there were some good shots from that.
2: Yeah, and he um he's shot everyone. He's brought out a book and she's in it actually. I went to his book signing, it was really cute apart from that horrid painful mtv bits that we- so ingrained in my brain when oh, the- she came and took her t-shirt off were you around when that happened no briefly people, weren't
0: you but not for that moment
2: people called me to tell me about that and that uh she just appeared in the mtv studio and i can't remember the host's name
0: carson daly
2: oh carson that's right yeah he was trying to oh i did a I I dressed him for a cover shoot. <laughs> for that <tonight>. show, actually. <laughs> I dressed him to deal with that. It was fine. <laughs> I was going to say, I dressed him and Edie Falco from the, what was the uh, mafia thing that was on the TV for so long?
0: Sopranos. Oh,
2: Sopranos. So I, I did all the people from the Sopranos. And um, one of them stole from us. It was hilarious. I had to get my assistant to go back into the person's closet. I was like, go get the cashmere sweaters back. And I I had to stuff them up my jumper. And I told the photographer, distract him while I'm walking behind him. We got them safely back. I was like, I love the fact that we went to shoot a soprano who had just been to the Oscars the night before, was showing us a swag bag, but he stole four really expensive cashmere sweaters from me.
0: I like the fact that you had to steal back what he'd already stolen.
2: I, stole. <laughs> yeah. I uh, he... like the pregnant woman walking behind him. It was hysterical.
0: <laughs> hey guys, thank you for listening to our LAM Chat episode with Basha Zamorska. Don't forget to look out for episode two coming real soon. In the meantime, you can check out past episodes of The Adventures of Gigi if you subscribe to our podcast, The Adventures of Gigi. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.